you uh, use the N-word? No. Hell no. Power Project family, this is a Power Bite, and a Power Bite is a highlight from a full-length episode that we do not want you to miss. Links to the full episode are on the podcast show notes, along with special perks for all of our beautiful listeners. Enjoy. I'm still stuck in the 60s. I still like old stuff. <laughs> I like old cars. My house is filled with old things. I, I love the 60s. Was my, I, If I could go back, I probably would go back. I, mean, I like the 60s a lot. But we've, we've made a whole lot of advances, but everything I don't consider to be, you know, uh, a great advance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I wish we still had some of the, the moral codes and ethics that we had back then. And I still wish that, you know, parents taught their kids respect like we did back then. Because growing up back then, I, I believe every kid was taught to respect their elders. I mean, that was normal. Mm. And now you see kids cussing out uh, their elders and their moms and their dad. If I thought about it, <laughs> you know what I mean? If I just frowned up at my dad, <laughs> I wouldn't be here today. <laughs> so, you know, I see them cussing their parents out. So some things I wish were more like they were back then. But um, some things, the advances that we made, you know, we don't have to sit in the back of the bus. There's not colored only water fountains. You know, I came when I came to California with my mom from Arkansas. We had to ride in the back of the bus, and uh, uh, you know, today we can sit in the front, and and so some of us are driving the bus. So those kind of changes I like. What about how sensitive everyone is now? You can't say the right thing. You can't call them the right this or that. I mean, I'm sure Samson, you probably had to tell him like, you can't say that. <laughs> so things right. like that, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, big time. I mean, I, I, you know, I slip and say the wrong thing all the time. Uh, and I don't, don't know, Mark. I didn't know I was messing up. But, you know, uh, they have to correct me, you know, correct terms. You can't say this. You can't say that. And I'm like, oh, wow, because I never mean any disrespect. Um, I'm just an old guy. Sometimes I say old stuff from back in the day. No, you can't say that no more. So, thank, luckily, I got Samson here to straight, keep me straight. I feel like training and, and fitness in a lot of ways is like a secret, you know, like a, a lot of us know about it, millions of people that know about it, millions of people that enjoy it, but it seems to uh, crosses over a lot of boundaries, you know, it crosses over people being in their own minds thinking that they're not capable of things. It seems to cross over race barriers and all different kinds of things because we all love to come together and, and train. Um, what has your experience been over the years, you know, with with the camaraderie of training and going around the world and like breaking world records and those kinds of um, I have a saying that says we're all the same under the bar. And that's because, you know, weight don't give a damn. Excuse me, Mr. Bell. Weight does not give a damn what color you are, uh, your nationality. It does not care. Heavy is heavy. <laughs> it treats us all the same. Now, I would like people to be more like weight. To treat everybody the same, man. We're all the same. Um, that's a, a big thing, a big message that I, when I used to travel all over the planet, we're all the same, man. I went to Russia, and they treated me wonderfully in Russia, one of my favorite trips. And if you look at the news, you would think, oh, no, no they hate us in Russia. But Russia was fantastic. Man, I was thinking about moving over there. It was so wonderful. So, um uh, that's one thing that weight, weightlifting does. I mean, 
whenever you've been, I know you've been all over the place with me. Weightlifters are weight, uh, like a big ass family. Universal language. Absolutely. Seeing somebody lift something heavy, it's a yep. it's a body of work, and Absolutely. I think anyone else that lifts can say, "Hey, that was that took a long time to be able to develop that." Yeah, we can appreciate it. Of course, you're gonna have haters all the time. <laughs> Can't get rid of them. <laughs> We've all heard that to get optimal sleep, you should cool your room down to 68 to 69 degrees. But that's not all you need to do. And that's why we've partnered with eight sleep mattresses. Now they have the Pod Pro and the Pod Pro Cover. And the amazing technology of this mattress allows you to cool the mattress down to 55 degrees or to have it as warm as 110 degrees. But the great thing is that the temperature changes through the night based off your actual body temperature to make sure that you get the most restful sleep possible. You fall asleep 32% faster and you move around 40% less when you're actually asleep it's amazing and andrew how can people get it yeah this is amazing technology that actually changes its temperature based off of your sleep cycle there's no other technology like it anywhere else um, to take advantage of this head over to eight sleep.com slash power project that's e-i-g-h-t sleep.com slash power project and you guys will receive 150 dollars off this amazing technology links to them down in the description below let's get back to this video it kind of makes me wonder though because like i think as there's a lot of different types of people in this room right now. Humans generally, when they see something or somebody that's different from them, there's an intrinsic like, there's an intrinsic camaraderie that I have with you two because I can physically see, and it's not even it's not even when I think about it. I just can see that y'all look the same as me. So there's a level of comfort that's there, even though I've never really met either of you guys. But when it comes to me and Mark, there's this visible difference between us two. And there's a slight level of discomfort, even though there's nothing to be uncomfortable about. I mean, I don't feel uncomfortable towards you. You know I love you. But, like, with everybody, there is that. And people always wonder, like, is there a way that, <laughs> there's this phrase that we can't, we don't, or people don't see color. Is there a way that people can, that that's actually going to end up not being a thing over time? Like, do you, like, especially being what, going through the things you've gone through, is that a possibility in your opinion? A hundred percent. Okay. And I'm so, and the reason why I said 100% possible uh, is because my mom taught me, you know, even though we came over here in the back of a bus, my mom taught me, son, you have to love everybody. Yeah. And she taught me that, you know, as far back as I, I was diapers, or as far back as you have to, and I'm like, but mom. Everybody? And she's like, yeah, everybody, everybody son. Um, it's easy. She says it's easy to love people who love you back. That's Anybody can do that. Loving people who love you back, that's no problem. Anybody can do that. That's the easy part. But if you want to be like Christ, you want to be like the Lord, you got to love them people that don't love you. Then you're doing something. It's, it's so easy. Oh, yeah, you love me? I love, I love you back. No problem. But if you love somebody... They hate you mm. for no reason. Oh boy, then you're doing something. Then you got that, you know, that Christ-like thing. Then you, then you. So I watched my mother's example her whole entire life. So I know, I knew that it was absolutely possible. So that's what I always strove for—to be like my mom. She loved everybody. Didn't make her no difference whatsoever. And, and I'm, it's. I've seen a whole lot of church folks, grew up around a whole lot of church. That's probably why I'm not religious today, because I grew up in religious, super religious, super religious. Everything was a sin. That's probably why I'm not religious, but I am a man of faith. 
I believe mama was right that you have to love everybody. She didn't, you don't see no color, you don't see no, that's just, because it's assholes in every, excuse me, it's assholes in every color. Uh-uh, every color whatsoever under the sun, just like the good people, it's assholes in every color. But you gotta love everybody, even them assholes. And Mama Fletcher proved it, and I, that's how I try to live my life. You uh, use the N word? No, hell no. And what? And why not? <laughs> hell no. Now, you guys hear me say every bad word under the sun, mm. but you will never. You can look at all my videos. <laughs> you will never ever hear CT Fletcher say the N word. And it's like this. That's how I explained it to Heath. Uh, I forget his last name. He, Evans. Yeah, yeah. He, he asked me the same question. And I said, it's like this. Okay. Uh, people call each other the, the other, like they rap songs. I mean, that's the number one lyric is, is the N word. And they call us, but they say back and forth to each other all the time, black folks. N word this, N word that, N word this, N word that. He said, how come it's okay for them to say it to each other, but I can't say it, CT? I'm saying it's like this. Mark Bell, where's the boar at? The boar. Oh, he's in here somewhere. Okay. My brother, yeah. His brother. I'm sure when you and him grew up, y'all used to get in fights. Oh, man. And y'all call each other everything under the sun. That's my brother, but I call him everything under the sun. They fight and strap and go back and forth with each other. But you let John from down the street come over there and talk about whooping your brother's ass. You got a problem. John got a problem because John ain't in the family. That's right. I can call my brother anything, but John ain't in his family. So, John, you can't, you can't. And the, the family, you know, black folks, the skin color makes them what they want to admit it. It makes them, they all came from Africa. We all we got a little family bond there. So they think it's perfectly fine to sit amongst each other. And that's the difference. That's family. Because they know, because you knew that you could call your brother this and yell at him, but I still love him. <laughs> He's still my brother. I love him. I love him. So black folks, I can call him anyone I call him because they know that there's no animosity, there's no bad will, they don't, they don't mean nothing by it. I love him. He's still my brother. I still love him. I'm just saying this, you know, because it's the cool thing or it's funny, sound funny or whatever. There's nothing behind it. But then you have somebody else say it. But the reason I don't say it, because if you do say it, I feel like, just like he asked me, just like he told me, well, how come I can't say it? If everybody said, I feel if I say it, then he got the right to ask me, well, how come I can't say it? If I throw it around like it's nothing, I throw it around like it's, the, you know, the cool thing to say. Well, how come I can't say it? I tell, you know, so I, I don't want him or anybody to say, well, CT was saying it. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Because oh, it ain't. You can say it amongst your friends all you want to, but you can't say it around me. Or, or we're going to have a problem. Real talk, do you do that? <laughs> do, do you, you know? Say the N-word? Yeah. I'm just curious, since he doesn't, do you ever? Sometimes. All right, it's all good. To close friends, you know. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm just curious. CT, I'm curious. What what do you think about um, Nas a couple albums ago? He wanted to name his album the N-word. 
because his idea was, I'm just going to make it and put it out there so there's, it no longer has power. But then, you know, the heads at the company are probably like, we, we, can't, yeah, like, we can't sell that. Look, you got NWO, right? Or, or NWA. NWA, sorry. yeah. NWA. <laughs> NWA is good, though. He's thinking of wrestling. I did wrestling. Sorry. But, yeah, I'm just curious. Like, do you think there's any merit to trying to, like, not give it any more power? Or is it just, let's just never say it again and get rid of it and forget it exists? Um. You say Nas? Yeah, Nas. Okay, uh, I don't listen to rap, first of all, mm-hmm. but, uh, no, I don't. I mean, it, occasionally, mm-hmm. because Samson plays it, but if it was up to me, if they didn't have no rap, I'd be okay. All right. All right. Uh, Nas, uh, his theory on that, I think of a, a very famous comedian named Richard Pryor. Yes. His favorite word was the N-word. Every other word was the N-word. And it's really, then he one, one day he got up and he went to Africa and he took a trip over there and he came back and he was, his eyes was open and said, I'll never say the N-word again. I'm on the same tip that Richard Pryor's on. Yeah. Now, I, I don't care to make it so common that it has not, that it lose pockets. I don't, I don't believe that. I, it, the, the power behind it is, depends on the person delivering it. It doesn't depend on, you know, uh, whether it was so common that it was going to sap all the power, that's bullshit. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I happen to disagree with Mr. Nas. Nope. Yeah, I'm really happy you said that. I mean, I have friends that will say it around me, and it has gotten so common that I don't even acknowledge it. I hadn't seen it the other day. Like, what happens when it's said? I'm just like, I honestly, like, it's just because I do listen to a lot of hip-hop, like, it, I don't even acknowledge it. So I didn't know if I was doing a good thing or being like, whoa, <laughs> you need to stop. <laughs> so I'm glad you said that so that way more people can just get rid of it in the voc- their vocabulary. Yeah, that's that's my opinion. Yeah. You know, I'm an old dude. You know, probably I dig it. And Seema probably don't feel the same way. <laughs> I'm 50-50. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't hit me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hit me. It, okay, you say it doesn't hit you. Yeah. But if a blatant person blatant racist said it to you would it hit you then would it make it any different i mean that's happened to me a few times and and i i like when as i got older i just like like ah okay i'm I'm gonna ignore that because number one i look the way i do now the last time that happened i'm like if this person has the audacity to say that to me there's something that's not right up here like if you have the courage to look at me and then you think you can do that i'm out so i just left the situation um, but when I was younger, I got expelled from, from this uh, Catholic school, St. Joseph's, because this guy, Michael, uh, he said that. And he, he flipped me off. Fucking and then I Michael. broke his finger back. So <laughs> I didn't always have that self-control. So, I mean, if it happened to me now, I, I'm calm now. <laughs> it wasn't always the case. That's a good answer. Yeah. I still think somebody could get on these skin. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. Do you think that uh, it's it's hard to interpret, you know, what other people are saying or what other people are talking about? Um, and it's very easy for people to, um, you know, say the comment that you said, where someone's like, "Well, you know, you're saying it. Why can't we say it?" Um, and people will probably most likely always think that way, you know. Right. So, you know, I, I guess it's just up to the individual on how they think they should use it or when they think they should use it, but. Yeah. That's why I, I'm for the general ban yeah. of the mm-hmm. term period. It's not, if you tell, if you 
sending out the message that it's not okay in rap songs. It's not okay for you to, if it's not, it's not okay anytime. If you send that message, get that message out there, then you won't have that question. That's why I'm of the mind I am to just, it's a bad term to use any fucking time. 